Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Sarah McGuire, Director of Marketing for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across from Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Becky Pease. She's the owner of Aquathera Pups, located in Brookfield and Slinger. She is a, a local animal expert, a pet expert, if you will, companion animal. <laughs> Lots of different terms these days. And, you know, why are we talking pets on Money Sense? Well, 70% of the U.S. households today own a pet. That's over 90 million families. So they are a huge part of our life and they are a huge part of our budget. So uh, definitely uh, an important topic when it comes to money in our daily lives. Fun fact, the pet industry is expected to reach $358.62 billion by 2027. So that spending has increased 115% since 2011. So it is a very big chunk of money that Americans are spending today. So Becky, welcome. Hello. Very excited to have you here today. Um, as I mentioned, you are a local expert when it comes to companion animals and pets. And I would love to hear a little bit more about your background, how you got started in the industry. Sure. So way back when in high school, I had to come up with a business that I wanted to start. And at the time, it was a doggy daycare. Lo and behold, there was a lady that was starting Central Park Doggy Daycare. 15 years ago, I purchased into the franchise and had my own Central Park in Slinger. Um, first, we started in Jackson, then we moved to Slinger. Um, but um, from there, I really kind of meshed that with my love for the water. I've been a swimmer my entire life and um, was able to start Aquathera Pups within Central Bark um, and then um, made it its own separate company um, and was able to get my own spot for it in Slinger um, right next to Central Bark. And last year I sold Central Bark and have solely been concentrating on Aquathera Pups. We've since expanded a few years ago to Brookfield and we're running two locations um, and hoping for a third in the very uh, near future. Very nice. Yeah. So, and I, I would suspect uh, during the time that you made these decisions to kind of get into this industry, you and I are of similar age, so um, I can say this, but when we were growing up, families didn't really look at their pets the way they do today. And I remember when I adopted my dog 11 years ago and I said I was going to be taking her to doggy daycare during the week, my dad kind of laughed at me, yeah, honestly. for sure. So um, was that an exciting time when you made that decision? 
It was. Um, I was uh, an accountant for a large, big four accounting firm and um, decided to make the transition after a little bit of a health scare. Um, and I thought owning my own business would be less stressful. I'm not sure I succeeded <laughs> with that being finding a job that was less stressful, but um, it has been fun. It's a different type of stress. Um, so it's not nearly as harsh on the body. But um, as we know, dogs help uh, relieve stress. So I think I have the best stress relief ever um, from seeing all the animals that we do every day. Um, but yes, it was definitely a new time in the world in regards to pets. Everybody was wanting to do something fun with their dogs, um, give them um, something to do during the day while they were at work. Um, so that was a great time that we were able to kind of get in. Um, unfortunately, the economy crashed soon after I opened, but I was able to sustain things and keep the business open um, and flourish so much so that I was able to sell it last year. That's fantastic. Yeah, yep, for sure. It's really become a, a, a regular thing for a lot of families with dogs, which I think is fabulous. Yeah. Great for their socialization and um, just getting out there and interacting with other dogs and people. I mentioned at the top of the show that um, 70% of the U.S. households now have a pet, and that is up from 56% way back in 1988. So the American Pet Products Association has been doing a national pet owners survey that they started back in 88, and so that's it's quite a big leap. And we've actually leapt quite a bit. Uh, in 2019, it was just 67%. Yeah. Did you see um, new clients come in, in after the pandemic when they said so many people added pets to them? Yeah, so definitely we had lots of um, pandemic puppies, as we like to label them. Um, many of them um, didn't get out to get into the world um, and get activities. Um, some places were open, some places were not. It kind of depended if you were deemed essential. And so we have seen a variety of behavioral problems and or um, lack of socialization. So at Aquatherapups, we're able to, um, because we're a one-on-one -on -one family, um, each appointment, there's only one family in the facility or each side of the facility at a time. Uh, it allows us to see those dogs who are more skittish of the world, um, have behavioral problems because we can work through that. Um, we can take the sessions very slow if need be, or they can be by themselves in the unassisted pool. So um, our setup allows um, for us to be able to cater to families who have dogs who may not be social. Um, and we actually just started one recently who was severely injured um, from the time they adopted her and they didn't know that. Um, she's since had surgery but she is very fearful of the car. She's very fearful of new facilities. She's very fearful of people she doesn't know. Um, and so we've able, we've been able to work with her. And now she absolutely loves coming once a week. She comes every Friday night to come see me. Um, before they get in the car, they will say, um, hey, do you want to go see Becky? And uh, she gets very excited. Granted, she drools and soaks her parents' car the entire way there. But once she's there, she does really good. And she actually now walks into the pool all by herself. Um, and she actually really enjoys it. You can see she settles down. Um, and she's just a happy camper when she's there. 
Ah, that's fabulous. And so much money goes into the initial adoption of a pet when you're bringing them into your household. So it's it's nice that there are options out there, such as you and your business, that you're not just strictly looking at it from a money standpoint. You're not just giving up on that investment, so to speak. I mean, quite honestly, they're a part of the family and yep. at that point and everything too. But um, you want to you wanna keep supporting them, which is great. So... Um, of all those households who own pets in the United States, 69% of them are dogs. So mm-hmm. you will be hearing us talk a lot about dogs today, but True. we're not just strictly about dogs here. Uh, just over 45% of them of those households own a cat, and then it kind of goes down from there. Freshwater fish, birds, small animals, reptiles, horses, and saltwater fish. Um, do you see animals other than dogs coming through your doors? For sure. So we actually see um, a fair number of cats. Uh, Believe it or not, some cats do love to swim as much as a lab or a golden retriever as we know it. Um, And then we also see some cats that have had um, amputations, which make them tripods. So we will help with their stability um, and strengthening their overall body. And we have seen some unusual animals, too, like rabbits, show rabbits, giant Flemish show rabbits. Oh, wow. Um, Two of them, which injured themselves in their cage prior to a show. They weren't using their back legs, and we were able to get them in the water and get them using those legs again so that come show time, they would be performing well for the judges. So their families were very happy to get them back in show status prior to show. That's fascinating. Yeah. How large is a giant Flemish? Giant. Yeah. It's um, larger than your average household cat, I would say. Um, Wow. You know, uh, probably around 20-some pounds. Oh, my Um, goodness. So, yeah, they're big, big rabbits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah, their their legs from, you know, tip of their paw to their, um, what we would consider like an elbow bone, was probably as long as my um, wrist to elbow. So You're yeah. Kidding. Yeah, huge feet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's fabulous. And then you get them in the pool and and re and rehab them. Yes. For show day. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Um so, you know, in this show today, we're going to be talking obviously a lot about the pet industry, um the cost of owning a pet, finding products and providers that are right for your pet, issues that pets may face pet insurance. We're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah. And of course, keeping those pets healthy and also why they're good for for our health as humans. Becky kind of touched on that earlier, but we will be talking more about that as the show goes on. So thanks for tuning in today. We're going to be back after a short break with more Money Sense. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Sarah McGuire, Director of Marketing for Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today is Becky Pease from Aquathera Pups. Welcome back. Hi. So, costs of owning a pet, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a huge part of our family. It really goes far beyond just those adoption costs or the purchase cost if you're going through a breeder. Um, you have to get them set up. You're as their pet parent, you're required to, you know, take good care of them and make sure that they're living a, a comfortable and healthy life. So of course you're you're experiencing those adoption fees. 
Mm-hmm. Um, got to get them set up with their bed, their crate, all those um, comforts, right? For sure. Uh, the appropriate bedding and the appropriate crates. Right. Yep. yep. Not all crates are created equally and not all crates are meant for all dogs. Certain dogs need different types of crates um, and a good trainer or behaviorist, your daycare provider, if you're choosing to do daycare, um, us at Aqua Therapops, we're more than happy to help point you in the right direction. Um, there are many dogs out there that are escape artists ah. out of their crates, so not all crates are created equally. Um, we can help you find the right option, make that crate their second home within the home. Um, why crate training is so important because in the case of a natural disaster, whether it be a hurricane, um, flooding, fires, whatever it may be, um, severe snowstorm, if they have to be taken to a place um, because your home has been destroyed or they get rescued from a hurricane, we just had Hurricane Ian down in Florida, Right. um, they will go to a facility and it's usually an open gym type facility and it's just crate upon crate upon crate we want them to be as comfortable as possible. Obviously, every dog's going to be anxious in those situations, but if they've never been in a crate, they're going to be way more anxious than if they have been crate trained. They know that's their home within the home. So it is important to crate train and make that crate a good spot. That is great information. I remember when I adopted my puppy at five months, and I, I had certainly read and knew about the part of making it a regular part of their home Mm -hmm. so it's kind of their safe space so to speak and if she was tired and anxious I knew I could put her in there and she would take a solid nap but um, that's great information to know that uh, crates are created differently Mm -hmm. and certainly for the emergency um, situations I never even thought of that so that is great information to know Mm -hmm. Um, in addition to that you know a lot of the co- if you do adopt a dog, say from a from a shelter, a humane society, a lot of times um, they are coming microchipped and spayed and neutered and um, vaccinated. But if you are um, going through a breeder or another method, um, those are additional costs that you'll encounter uh, sure. with with bringing a pet into your home. Um, I think a big topic that uh, can really vary in terms of pricing is food. Yes. Food is a huge um, topic right now. Hot button, if you want to call it that. Um, Do you go raw? Do you go kibble? Do you do a combination? Um, Dehydrated raw? There's lots of options out there. There is no one definite um, go-to for every animal. Uh, like humans, dogs are very different. They have different palates, for better or for worse. Some are more <laughs> picky than others. Um, and then also, um, you know, not like my beagle, uh, Uno, didn't tolerate raw. I wanted him to be on raw, but after three days of being on raw, every single time, no matter which type of raw we chose, he would get violently ill. Oh. So, um, like I say, not all you know, methods of feeding work for every dog. Sure, that makes sense. Well, and even, uh, raw is fabulous, but even when you mentioned kibble, I mean, just the variety that's out there today. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Fun stat that I found was 70% of pet owners would not make changes to their pet's diet, regardless of the economy or their financial situation, um, which, I mean, hey, I can personally relate to the economy and the pandemic and things have changed over the past few years. And Mm -hmm. um, 
my dog's priority one. <laughs> my my diet would change before hers would. <laughs> um, when when you meet new pet owners or they or they come to you with um, questions on where to even begin yeah. to find food or, or supplements or vitamins or all of that, what kind of advice do you give there? Yeah, so we carry products in store that we really um, back and like and have tried on our own pets, for better or for worse. Our <laughs> pets, the employee pets, become kind of our test subjects sometimes um, to see how long a chew may last or how, you know, it says long lasting or, um, but is it really? Uh, toys, same way. They say they're chew proof, but are they? Right. Well, we put those things to the test. Um, so everything in our store has been tested by one of the dogs, the employee dogs. And we can really talk about each and every product. We can also talk about products that we don't sell um, because, say, there's something you're looking at um, at a big box store. Definitely come in and chat with us about it. We can tell you what we know, what we don't know about it. Um, and at least it gives you a little bit more background in regards to the product prior to spending the money on it. Because the worst thing is spending the money and either your dog doesn't like it um, or it doesn't work for your dog's digestive system. So um, a lot of times we can give you samples or get samples for you. Um, for products that we don't carry, we can tell you kind of how to search for pro- for free samples um, because that's the best way. Sure. That makes sense. And it's, I, I feel it's so important to have a human in front of you that is mm-hmm. knowledgeable, such as yourself, to really talk to about that because there is so much information out there online. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be really difficult to weed through and, and know what is legit and what isn't legit. Um, and 86% of pet owners are shopping online these yeah. days for pet supplies and mm-hmm. certainly convenient, but you're not really getting that personalized attention. Right. And a lot of people get steered by, um, as with all things, the marketing pieces. The Mm -hmm. marketing pieces make everything look amazing, right? But um, really getting the nuts and bolts of and seeing the ingredient list is really the key. Um, So things can look amazing online, um, over the television, on radio, um, but not everything um, kind of pans out to be the way it's portrayed. Sure. So we at least can give you those tidbits of information and help you kind of navigate the world and find what works best. Um, a lot of times clients will come in and say, oh, we're having a rough time. Teddy won't eat his food. All of a sudden just stopped eating and we can work through that. Um, we can say, okay, what have you been feeding him? What have you tried? Is he um, enjoying anything at this time or is he completely off feed? And then we kind of you know, slowly work from there. Uh, just this week, we had somebody scheduled to come in on Monday, and she called and said, oh, i got to cancel the swim because um, my dog's got really bad diarrhea, digs. And I said, okay, uh, let's work through that. We can help you kind of get him back to normal. Um, so she's been in twice already this week and uh, finding the right stuff, and we're slowly making progress with Mr. Diggs, and he'll be back in the pool soon. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it, it genuinely makes a difference. But it also helps save on, um, you know, after the pandemic, not all vets are super easy to get into, especially for small sure. minor things. So that allows us to um, kind of help. Per- when you can't get in the vet, we can at least be a source of information for you. Um, sometimes we'll say, oh, I hate to tell you, but you got to get in. Um But if we can help save some money and not have you go to the vet for something simple that we can solve, 
we'd be glad to do it. Um, whether it's over the phone, in person, it doesn't matter. Even through email, we solve problems. That's fantastic. Um, and I know I've even had, you know, people, uh, new neighbors move into town and they're looking, oh, where's the vet that I should go to? Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly as an individual, I can offer up my suggestions, but uh, I know that you at your business offer a list of, of providers that you have worked with and know personally. Yep. And Yep. We have our Aquatherapops recommends list. Um, And we have different categories from boarding to sleepover to veterinarians um, to emergency services, um, all that kind of stuff, trainers, behaviorists. Um, So if you have questions about any of those topics, we'd be happy to at least give you our um, information that we know of that you can then take from there and do your own research um, and find the best provider for you and your pet. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Uh, again, so many options out there and to um, to have an expert that you can go to and really ask questions and especially someone who knows your dog as well. Um, a lot of those things you mentioned, whether it's, you know, boarding or daycare or groomers, it's they're expensive things. And so it's like you want to go into it um with with uh, some, some knowledge behind it. Yeah, some assurance that um, this person that you are um, asking for a service from is actually reputable and has a good track record in the pet industry. Um, finding the right providers for all the different types of services, like you said, from sleepovers to daycare to grooming to veterinarians, it's finding the key is to find the person that works for you and your pet. Um, not all veterinarians, not all groomers are created equally, not all trainers are created equally, um, and it's best to find that um, person that's going to be good and your dog enjoys going to. You want them to be excited to go to the groomer. You shouldn't have to drag your dog into the groomer. You shouldn't have to drag your dog into their boarding facility. You want them to be happy when they go there, and you want them happy coming out. And if they're not, it may be time to search for somebody new. Great advice. And I feel like uh, listening to your animal is a big thing, too, because uh, they can't speak English, but uh, they can certainly give us signs that maybe they're not so happy with whatever provider that may be. True. Very true. Um, Watching the body language um, is a huge thing. And we as humans have to get better about learning how to read that dog body language. We also have an animal communicator that we refer people to. So if you ever really want to know what your dog's thinking, let us know and we can connect you with that animal communicator. It's a fun it's a fun thing to do. I bet. That could be a whole other show. That's oh, so right. interesting. For sure. <laughs> Maybe you'll have to bring her in next time you, you join us on Money Sense. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a short break and we will be back with more Money Sense and Becky Pease from Aquatherapups. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Sarah McGuire, Director of Marketing here at Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Becky Pease from Aquatherapups. So we, uh, you know, we're talking about a lot of great things uh, when it comes to pet ownership, and one of those uh, 
I'll say newer, yep. maybe more newer to the mainstream, For sure. is pet insurance. Mm-hmm. Hearing a lot about that these days. In my research, I did find a really fun fact about pet insurance, and that is that Lassie, that famous TV dog, was the uh, dog to receive the very first pet insurance policy issued in the United States, and that was back in 1982. So it has been around for a while, but maybe not uh, as common for the average person. But um, in 2020, 3.45 million pets were covered by pet insurance in North America. And in the U.S. specifically, 83% of those pets that were covered were dogs. So I know you have a lot of information about pet insurance to Mm -hmm. share with us today, Becky. I do. So... We are a big promoter of pet insurance. Um, It is a great thing to have for those emergency purposes. We don't believe in it for everyday or um, routine annual vet visits. But as far as the emergencies go, uh, those pet policies really do pay off. Um, And I've never heard of anyone who hasn't been happy that they have one. Instead, we hear all the sad stories when somebody doesn't have it or doesn't have the money to cover an emergency. So pet insurance, on average, um, based on what we know and all the different customers that we talk to, as well as my own personal experience, generally averages somewhere between $30 and $35 a month. If you pay on an annual basis, you can save even a little bit more than that. Um, And it gets you pretty darn good coverage. For instance, I have an eight-year-old dog, Zoila, who has a slew of health problems. um, And I pay, just this last year, um, in 2022, I paid $440 for the year for coverage. Okay. That comes out to $36.67 a month. But it has gone up just a tiny bit over the last two years. Um, I'll kind of take you back. In 2020, Zoila con, um, contracted blastomycosis, which is a fungal infection that is a naturally from a naturally occurring fungus in the earth. Um, generally, it can be found in really deep dirt, such as if you're redoing a foundation. It can be found in swampy areas or riverbeds. Um, In order to save her life legitimately, I maxed out her insurance, which at the time was $5,000 coverage. Um, And that meant I could spend $5,000 plus, um, but that $5,000 came from the pet insurance. So for instance, Zoila's policy is a $250 deductible, $5,000 coverage per incident and a 90% coinsurance, meaning the insurance company pays for 90% of the covered expenses. So it's really nice. Um, I figured after we maxed out her insurance in 2020, in 2021, her um, premiums would skyrocket. But instead, uh, they only went up $28 for the year, so just over $2 a month. And in 2022, it went up $18. Um, so just a dollar fifty per month. So if you take that three fifty off of what I was paying, I was within that range. Um, but she had, you know, had had lots of coverage um, that the insurance was paying for. So I expected it to go up, but I expected it to go up way higher. Sure. The nice thing about pet insurance is it's super adjustable to what you need, um, and. You can go online and get online quotes from a lot of different companies. There's tons of them out there, Mm -hmm. some better than others. We can give you our favorites. Um, 
but then um, you can try them all too. And actually a really great perk is many employers are offering pet insurance as something that they offer to their employees. So you might even want to ask your employer if they could um, get pet insurance if they don't currently offer it. Because many families have pets um, over children these days, especially the younger generation. So yeah, um, pet insurance is becoming a great perk that employers offer. Um, But it's, um, like I was saying, they are very adjustable to your needs. So um, you could choose a higher deductible, lower deductible, um, generally, they're somewhere between a hundred and a thousand dollars. That's generally where you're at. You can get coverage at different ranges, from five thousand dollars to fifteen thousand dollars. I've seen them as much as, um, and then your coinsurance can be adjusted too. Um, so, the best part is if you get an online quote, they tend not to pester you. So don't be afraid about filling out those forms. That's good. They may send you one or two follow-up emails, but they don't pester you like so many other things do where you're getting like daily emails or phone calls. So the insurance companies, um, some of them will cover just about anything. Some of them are a little bit more particular about what they cover. Um, We do have quite a few insurance, pet insurance companies that will work with us. So if your dog is swimming, um, and it has been recommended by a veterinarian, they will most likely cover it. Oh, nice. Um, some of them don't because we are not a veterinarian, so um, they won't cover it because I myself am not a veterinarian. Sure. But most of them do. Um, some of our the other modalities that we offer from chiropractic, um, cold laser, massage, again, some of the insurance companies will cover those modalities, some will not. Um, we kind of have an idea of who will and who won't. You can also call your insurance company ahead of time and ask them, hey, I would really like to get my dogs um, monthly massages to help with their arthritis or other senior mobility issues going on. Um, will that be something you cover? And they will tell you yes or no. Um, and the pet insurance, I can't speak highly enough about it because, um, like I said, I don't know a single person who has it who says, eh, nope, it was just a waste of money for me. Sure. I'll tell you, I am one of those people who regretfully, um, when I adopted my dog from the Wisconsin Humane Society, she came with a mm-hmm. pet insurance policy, which was wonderful. She was five months old, super healthy. I neglected to keep that going Mm -hmm. and here just about a year or so ago she had an emergency surgery and it was ten thousand dollars out of pocket and Mm -hmm. that is a huge chunk of change um and i know you don't work for any of these insurance companies but for someone like me who maybe adopted a dog years ago let that insurance lapse or maybe just have an older dog and now want to check into in pet insurance is it ever too late in some cases, it can be. It can be um, more cost prohibitive to have the pet insurance than to just kind of put the money aside that you may have been putting into a savings account, or I'm sure Ellen Becker Investment Group could get you set up with something. <laughs> um, because we do have a, quite a few families, too, that choose to kind of just put money aside, or they say, oh, my dog's got to save up more before they buy that. Um, sure. They set money aside. So sometimes if a dog is too old, um, for instance, when my Weimaraner became seven years old, um, the premiums were, the yearly premium was quite high. Um, And so at that time, I just decided to be done with it and put the money aside into a savings account um, and kind of just kind of bank money up that way for the instances when 
bills were higher for her um, as she got older. But um, like I said, Zoila turned eight, and it's still $440. Actually, both of my dogs maxed out their insurance policies in 2020. Um, it was a bad year for my household <laughs> for pet health. And um, they both were over, you know, well over eight, and I'm still getting insurance on them. And actually, we just had a client whose dog is 10 and take out an insurance policy because she thought it was more affordable than hmm. having to pay out of pocket. Um, and the, the insurance company knows how old her dog is, um, has her past history, so none of the past injuries can be covered. Um, sure. And that's pretty normal. Um, pre-existing conditions and then um, from there um, she still thought that the policy was good enough to take out so she sure. did so worth looking into worth perhaps, looking no into what mm-hmm. that's great advice yeah that can be uh, a major unexpected expense so are there ways you mentioned that you offer some other modalities at your business yep. um, with partners that you have are there ways to prevent or you know try to prevent some of those uh, emergency situations from happening? Depending on the type of um, emergency, yes, there's definitely ways to prevent, um, especially the orthopedic injuries. Um, having your dog in good fitness, um, healthy weight, just like humans, <laughs> uh, sometimes you got to work on their diet um, and take a few pounds off. We can help with that. Uh, we can help with the preventative, keep the whole body strong by swimming. Um, swimming does great for them to keep them in shape, um, not only weight-wise, but muscular, ligament-wise. Um, we can't ever repair an injury like a surgery would, but we can at least help your dog be comfortable. Um, if surgery just is not within the cards, Financially or health-wise, sometimes a dog has heart conditions that doesn't allow them to be put under for the surgery. We can help keep them comfortable either through swimming or our other modalities such as cold laser, chiropractic, massage, Reiki. Um, We've got lots of options. We can also give you recommendations for acupuncture and other all-natural options. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Admittedly, my dog... Um, personal story um, enjoys swimming at your mm-hmm. facility yes she does and she does have a bit of a, a weight issue and the swimming did help I mean she went one to two times a week regularly and uh, she took that weight right off now you know unfortunately we entered into the pandemic and we all had a few more treats than we needed to um, mm-hmm. myself included so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're kind of back at it but you know it, it is a great option and and um Personally, I've noticed a huge difference in she has arthritis in her front left elbow, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it makes a, a tremendous difference. So that's wonderful. For sure. And if your dog does have weight issues, we can, you know, it's not just about swimming. Yes, swimming right. is going to do a lot, but we'll also talk about diet and what's going in their mouth and all the extras they get from chewies to treats to food. And we can talk about b- better, healthier options, too. Um to help kind of change the overall plan for your dog going in the future. Sure. All great advice. You know, we uh, have the holidays coming up, and you mentioned treats, and I know that can be a big thing this time of year in Mm -hmm. my household anyway. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Sarah McGuire, Director of Marketing at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today I'm speaking with Becky Pease from Aquatherapups. Well, uh, you know, the show is first airing on October 29th. Okay. So it is Halloween time here yeah. coming up, and mm-hmm. followed by Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it is, you know, Q4. It's that time of year where there's lots of treats, lots of goodies, yep. lots of fun decorations. And uh, there's some considerations that I think all pet owners should take into or keep in mind, rather, uh, to maybe avoid an ER visit yes, or just a, sure. a sick pet at home. Um, candy. Very toxic. Very toxic. Dogs love to eat candy um, when they're not supposed to. Uh, I've even seen in wrapper small fun size candy bars come out whole (laughs) from the back end. (laughs) So the bowls need to be kept high um, and sometimes even higher for those dogs who are counter surfers. So sometimes the counter is not high enough. Sometimes you have to go to the top of the refrigerator or behind a locked closet door oh my gosh that's amazing yes i just heard a story the other day of um someone's dog who actually uh grabbed a can of coconut milk from the Mm -hmm. pantry punctured it and sucked all the contents out of it so it's Mm -hmm. it's fascinating what those noses can smell yeah can really Mm -hmm. (laughs) find the sweet stuff uh there's a lot of um human food if you will that is really great for pets but there are some other things that we want to avoid so for example great things carrots green beans uh, broccoli broccoli cauliflower Mm -hmm. i was surprised to learn even of bell peppers can be great for your dog and are very uh safe um but then there's some other things that people may not think of um grapes not good for them uh onions raisins uh, any dark chocolate, dark chocolate, or yeah. full-fledged cocoa. Oh, yeah. Um, Apples are great for them, but you want to make sure they don't get the seeds because the seeds are very toxic, along with any pits from uh, fruit that has that. Mm-hmm. Um, this time of year, we have those little uh, nut trays sitting out maybe as we're hosting. Got to keep those away from the animals, along with uh, alcohol and coffee. Yep, we've had we've known to have a few um, client dogs stick their nose into a cocktail or a coffee cup. Um, in small amounts, it will be fine. In yeah. large quantities, not so good. Um, even um, rising bread dough, oh. very very toxic to dogs. The yeast is it? it yep, okay. it creates alcohol poisoning. Uh, oh. I speak from experience. My Weimariner. Um, was in the ER for four days due to bread yeast uh, alcohol poisoning. Oh, my gosh. One of the neighborhood kids was doing the Amish bread loaf um, where you get the rising bread dough in a Ziploc bag. I had it high on top of the refrigerator. The problem was as it expanded, one day while I was at work, it uh, fell off the refrigerator because it it toppled over. She thought, hmm, I'll check this out. Ripped open the Ziploc bag and licked, licked, licked. And I came home and I saw all this white, sticky substance all over the carpet. And I was like, hmm, wonder what that is. Cleaned it up, didn't think much of it. And then it dawned on me, uh-oh, we're in trouble. So off we went. And sure enough, she had alcohol poisoning that kept her there for four days. Holy cow. So, yep, it's there's lots of things that we don't think about. Um, even mints, a lot of sugar-free gum 
um, sugar-free candy, uh, some peanut butter even can have a um, product in it called xylitol. Mm -hmm. It's also um, now sometimes being called white birch sweetener. Hmm. Um, So you got to really know what's in the products that you have because dogs tend to get a little naughty during the holidays. They um, sometimes ask for extra attention and they do that by stealing things out of our purses, off the counter, who knows. They, when visitors come over and they set their purse down, sometimes those noses go to town. So I uh, got to be cautious about everything. Sure. Yeah. I've learned from experience, too, that your dog may be very well behaved and follow the rules with you. But as soon as somebody new is in the house, mm-hmm. they're like, you don't know the rules. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to look in your purse and mm-hmm. do all these things. They test the boundaries, uh-huh. especially when they know you're not paying attention. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when you even are paying attention, they make themselves look that much cuter just to get those extra treats. That's, very true. That's my dog's. Mm-hmm. plan. <laughs> um, in addition to the food that is everywhere during the holiday season, there's lots of decorations. I know I have an office mate here who has two new kittens um, that she just absolutely loves, and she was lamenting, like, oh gosh, I'm not going to be able to put out a tree this year, I don't think, because the cats will be all over it. Sometimes, yeah. Um, even dogs. Uh... <laughs> My beagle loved to itch his back on the bottom branches of the tree, the Christmas tree. We always get a live Christmas tree. So he sometimes got sappy, but sometimes he got a little aggressive in his back rub um, and tilted that tree. And thankfully, (laughs) I was there the time that it was going to go over. But yes, um, (laughs) you want to be cautious of all things. Decorations, tinsel, we know, big no-no. Sometimes even basket filler. Um, can be very similar to tinsel if you're making up a gift basket. Okay. Um, those long, crinkly strings uh, can cause havoc if eaten, um, especially in large quantities. Sure. Um, other things besides decorations even are scented things. Scented candles, potpourri, uh, essential oils. Not all essential oils are safe for pets. Cats are extra sensitive to these things. Okay. Um, more so than dogs. But you want to be very cautious. There was actually just um, a big scent store, big box store, that was um, selling a fragrance, a fall fragrance. And somebody had been um, burning it in their home, and their dogs actually got extremely ill from it. Oh. um, Almost died. Um, So you want to be very cautious about what you're actually using as far as fragrances in the house because our animals are extra sensitive to those fragrances. Sure. So, yeah, even it's not just decorations. It's wow. everything. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you always hear about um, um, poinsettias. Yeah. Make sure. I mean, having them around is okay, but that, that white uh, sap or whatever it is in the middle there can be very toxic to yep. pets. Yep. And there's there's tons of plants um, that yeah. you have to be extra cautious about. So just do a little Google search. Sometimes that can be a bad thing, but (laughs) you generally get the basics as far as what's toxic. Sure. Yep. So I don't know about your dogs, but my dog loves opening presents Mm -hmm. uh, at Christmas or for her birthday, and she knows they're for her, and Mm -hmm. she just has an absolute ball. And of course, the family has a ball watching her unwrap everything. Um, Of course, toys if your dog's into toys and um, plays with them responsibly (laughs) you don't have to worry about them swallowing the squeaker or anything Uh, always a good 
always a good option and treats as well and experiences. Yeah. Um, just like it in humans, um, gifting experiences can be really fun for pets, um, whether that's an experience to come swim, um, to come try out massage, or <laughs> some parents like to um gift the experience of a self-wash I'm not sure how many dogs actually enjoy that but I'm pretty sure the parents do because they get our place all dirty and then they uh, go home with a clean pet so that's great Um, but yes experiences are the new thing among pet gifts so it's really fun I love that yeah good for humans good for pets (laughs) yeah and speaking of gifts for humans a big trend of course around Christmas time or the holidays is um the gifting of a pet Mm -hmm. and I think we're both here to recommend that you do not do that it's important when you're thinking of adding a new family member to your home that the whole family meets them and you're really doing your research or you're actually sure that that person wants to add a pet to their home so yes I a thousand percent agree with that um everybody's got to be on board um it if you have other pets, we definitely recommend um, doing a meet and greet amongst all the pets because not all dogs like other dogs. Sure. Um, and it, it may not be all dogs that they don't like, but it can be a particular type of dog um, that your current dog does not like. Um, so, and definitely do your research so that you make sure you have the right, as we say, right dog, right family. We want to make sure that fit is right. So the temperament, the exercise level fits with your family's time and um, activity level as well. Sure. Yep. Oh, great advice. So I think if we've learned anything today during this uh, Money Sense episode, it's that pets are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> and, you know, there may be people out there um, that are asking, well, gosh, are they really worth it then? And I think, of course, you and I are like, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are worth it. But if uh, if... If you need to know reasons why uh, they may be worth it, if we haven't convinced you just how wonderful they are, if you don't know that on your own already, um, there are some really uh, great stats um, from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention that say why uh, owning a pet or spending a time spending your time with pets uh, can be very beneficial to humans. Uh, they help manage loneliness and depression. Uh, regular walking and playing can decrease your blood pressure, your cortisol levels, and triglycerides. There you go. You got it. (laughs) Um, They provide emotional support and uh, help with feelings of anxiety and PTSD. Um, They're great for older adults as well. Um, Just getting them outside uh, help improve that cognitive function. And, of course, last but not least, more chances to socialize. Yeah, for sure. Um, With all the different activities you can do with your dogs, um, so many chances to socialize. And actually we have, um, I have a story, of course, of a client who um, has been waiting since she was 10 years old to get a dog. And she finally got one and she got a chocolate lab. And she was just telling me on Monday, sorry, Tuesday, about how she has lost 25 pounds since getting this dog because this chocolate lab has a lot of energy and she's out walking with it and doing activities and so it has really helped her so yes it is dogs are great for many many reasons and that's just one of many oh that's fantastic 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Becky. This has been a wonderful conversation about pets on Money Sense today. Our show airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and Sundays from noon until 1. If you like today's show and want to know more, please visit ellenbecker.com or give us a call at 262-691-3200. As always, I hope that our show has made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. And remember, at EIG, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.